0: rebound kicked out to Mackenzie Shippey on the move right at a runner from eight feet no Jackson snares down the miss and then puts it home for the right Jackson. side Jackson and double figures for Friends and Friends comes away with a rebound and a chance to take the lead 33-32 Emerlehu going for the lead from the left wing Emmerlehu. With the triple, he's got nine, and the Falcons reclaim the lead. Welcome to the Friends Basketball Coaches Show from Walk On Sports Bistro. Snares the rebound for Friends ahead. Barbary goes up, and he flushes it down. Barbary taking flight. Now here's your host, Pat Strothman. What's going on everyone? Voice of the Friends Falcons, Pat Strothman here with another edition of the France Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. As always, we're broadcasting from Walk-On Sports Bistro. I bet this place was hopping this past weekend with conference championship action taking place in the NFL. And I'm sure this will be a good spot for the big game, which is just around the corner. You have college basketball going on. And when you come here, you're always going to have a good view of a TV screen. You can sit wherever, and they're going to have plenty of TVs for you so you can watch the game that you want to watch. They also have fantastic food game day menu with that southern twist. They also have some southern classics as well. Lots of good food at Walk On Sports Bistro. Proud supporters of. Friends University Athletics, and we're certainly thankful for them coming out to walk on Sports Pistro on Mays Road. Well, tonight we'll get a breakdown of Friends Men's Basketball with the head Men's Basketball Coach Phil McClintock. Since the last time we talked, it's been a little bit of a rough stretch for the Friends Men's Basketball team. However, you do have to take a step back and realize the last four opponents, all four of them, were national tournament teams in the last couple of years. And there were some pretty competitive moments in a couple different games. Coach, I guess we can go all the way back to when you took on Oklahoma Westland down in Bartlesville. It was 92-61 being the final. But you guys hung tough for a little bit. Bartlesville, though, one of the tougher places to play in the conference. We all know what Oklahoma Westland is like. The the Eagles are always well coached with Donnie Boswick leading the charge. They're always really good defensively. They have to have – you've been in this conference for a long time. They might have the best big I've seen, at least in my time. You can speak more to that. But Jaden Litsky is just a force underneath, never misses. And then they have guard play that goes very well with a guy like Jaden Litsky. So when you have all those factors on the road, really good team – it could be a struggle, and there's no doubt there in the second half it was, but you guys competed for a good chunk there in the first half. So, your thoughts as we go all the way back to January 17 in that loss to Oklahoma Westland.
1: Yeah, I mean they're they're good. They're really good. They're you know, they were number 4 team in the nation uh, when we played them. So obviously on the road and and they have not I don't know what his record is at home. <laughs> I know that <laughs> it's got to be can count insane, losses right? On one hand. So we knew it was going to be a tough game, but I mean that's – for us it's it's I mean it's always good, to, you know, it's a challenge to play teams like that and so um they were to me that was one of the best defensive performances I've seen. I mean, it was just they were in your face, the the guard play, uh, making plays that were really impressive, just, I mean, being, you know, in multiple places at once. And, um, yeah, Jaden Litsky, I, d- I don't know that there's been a, as dominant on both ends of a big that I can remember. Uh, which is crazy because, I mean, we doubled him and everybody's double-teaming him and doing different things to try to stop him. And he still always ends up – I think he was 7-7 seven to seven against us or, you know, I know he didn't miss. And so uh, – and that's with us double-teaming him. So he's, he's just really good and they're good. Um you know they're they're only shooting like twenty eight or twenty nine percent from three on the year, and so we were within eight uh with like two minutes left or under two minutes left. They made a little mini run, we turned it over a few times, gave them layups, and I think it was fourteen points at half. We were down, which. I mean, it happens, and so we're regrouping at half, and then they came out and they just made a ton of shots. And so that team, if you combine them, you know, their elite defense with making shots, you know, that's where the score ended up for us. And so it was a good learning experience for us. Um, you know, didn't go the way we wanted it to, but um, we did show some signs of competing there in the game. We had some guys off the bench in the second half come in and, and do
0: some good things. So it was, it, was, it was a tough game, but they're a really good team. Well, how many games are you going to win when you allow – what, 77% from the field in the second half? Kind of tough to dig out of a hole yeah. when Oklahoma Wesleyans, that dynamic around the rim.
1: And a lot of that, I mean, not only was it they were shooting well, but we also, that was a little bit of our offense and our toughness, giving them some some
0: good looks, you know, and, and some layups too. So, Well, Jaden Litsky, he did end up with 16. He was 7-7 from the field. And D.J. Talton Jr., that guy, he doesn't need to average 20 points per game, but when he does reach 20 – uh good luck when he's on his game, especially making some shots on the perimeter. But defensively, he ended up with six steals in the game. He's one of the, the better defensive guards I have seen in quite some time. So uh, no surprise, tough one, though, on the road to Oklahoma Wesleyan. I think you knew that you had your work cut out for it. And then the next game, you guys welcomed the Bethel Threshers to the Garvey Center on January 20th. And going into that game, for, for those that haven't followed – KCAC basketball this year for the Bethel Threshers Jason Artez I think would admit that at times offensively it can be there but it's been a little bit of a struggle on the offensive side but the one thing that they do control a lot is their defensive intensity and they always seem to bring it that's something that they've really been you know known for ever since Jason Artez took over as the head coach and he's had great success but at the half it's talking 1917 so maybe going back uh back in time without the three ball being available in college basketball 1917 is a score that you don't see very often today's day and age but they built a little bit of uh of a cushion you guys came back and made it competitive at the half it's just neither team could really get in offensive rhythm second half Bethel made threes and when Bethel is connecting from beyond the arc good luck it becomes uh, a little bit of a struggle so What'd you see from that game against about the Bethel threshers?
1: Yeah, that game was was disappointing for us. I mean, we I, I feel like it was a little bit of a of a hangover from Oklahoma Wesleyan in that first half offensively especially. Luckily, we played, you know, good enough defense. We held a team to 19 at half. So usually, you know, you're you're in good shape if you can do that. So fine, it happens, you know, that half obviously both teams I feel like like you said set the game of basketball back. Um But the the thing that Bethel was able to do, and they have their returners, they made, you know, they have guys that played in the national tournament last year, they were able to find a way to, you know, to pick it up and uh, stick to the game plan and um, to do things that they wanted to do in that second half, and we kind of folded, and similar to what happened against Oklahoma Wesleyan, we just kind of went away from the game plan on both ends, and you know, then if you're playing a good team, you know, on the home, on the road or at home, you know, things can get away from you, man. So, obviously, only scoring, you know, we're averaging around 80 points a game. So, scoring 43 points was not typical for us. And so, that was more – that was that – was, out of the last couple, was, was definitely a disappointing second half at home.
0: Well, in the first half, comforting to know that when your team needs to lock up when they're not shooting well, sometimes when you're shooting poorly – you tend to go, oh man! Like you get in your head about that, and then you just kind of check out on the defensive end because mm-hmm. you're just thinking, "Now oh, it's one of those games." And if it's going to be one of those games, then maybe I don't have to try as hard, or you know, maybe I don't have to lock up as well defensively. Maybe I don't have to box out as as well as before. But for your for your team to lock in defensively like that, sure, second half not the greatest, but in the first half, I feel like if you are missing shots, the game looks a thousand times better when you make shots. Yep. When you miss shots, you really show your character and what you're truly about. And I felt like during the first half, there was something that we saw from this team that I don't think we've seen so far this year. Yeah, there
1: was. We, we, we definitely guarded. We rebounded. And we started to rebound better. I mean, we're playing a little bit bigger lineups. And um, there, there have been some games where we're, we're, we're consistently out shooting teams, shooting more shots than the other team, which is something we always look at. Um, and we're out rebounding teams, I mean. And so... But, you know, we only shot five free throws that game, the total game. Um, And you just – you know, you have to be tough enough whenever things heat up to, hey, you got to throw it inside, you got to get paint touches, you got to get to the free throw line. So, I mean – you know your defense can only take you so far if you're especially in that second half we turned it over a few times they got a couple clean looks on runouts which was you know a key you know for us and so we got away from our game plan a little bit there and that's the reason they they were able to stretch that lead
0: well it was incredibly physical that was a very physical ball game and Sometimes going through those, you know, kind of learn from those situations. Phil McClintock, our guest, Hemmings basketball coach at Friends University here on the Friends Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM, broadcasting from Walk-On Sports Bistro. Coming up this week, a road trip to McPherson and then a home game against Bethany. So we'll talk about the two battles with the two teams in McPherson County coming up in just a little bit. You guys go on the road to Evangel for the first time. KCAC newcomers... Have to go to Springfield. Uh, You really don't know what to expect. I don't think people understand just how challenging it is to go somewhere new for the first time and not really have a feel of what's really going on. But you guys made the long road trip out that way and really played exceptionally well in that first half. You guys were on top by 7, 42, 35. And then second half, Evandro kind of showed what we know about the Evandro Valor, a team that made it to the national tournament last year while – be in the heart of America Athletic Conference. A team this year that, yes, went in a little bit of a slump, but that team is very capable of being a KCAC championship team. I don't think I want to face the Evangel Valor in the postseason tournament. I think that would be really, really rough this year, depending on how things shape up. But in the second half, they control things and and at the end, it was a 13-point loss, 88-75. But still a good first tap on the road against a team that made it to the national tournament last year. What was your reaction to what you saw against the Valor?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that was another, you know, good first half. We got to gotta string 40 minutes of basketball together, and that's what we're, we're struggling to do um, at times. You know, we played really well that first half, and we stuck to the game plan, and we played together. Um, you know, made a shot at the buzzer there, seven-point lead. Um and I was I was really proud of the way we competed there because things, you know, especially on the road, and I'd never played there, um, you know, you just never know what you're going to get when you're going places you haven't played. And so none of the guys have played there either. And so, you know, that team is a team that's really hitting stride. They actually had been struggling hitting shots. Um, and then that second half they caught fire a little bit, uh, which obviously, you know, they scored 50 points or a little bit above 50 points, I think, in that second half. And so – we got to be able to find a way to get more stops and limit their threes, and because it was it was not just the perimeter they were making threes in, getting to the line and, and making layups there. So we weren't able to kind of kind of stop their run. But um, really good first half on the road. Uh, just got to find a way to get you know play 40 minutes of basketball in on that one.
0: Playing 40 minutes of basketball seems to be kind of a, a theme this year with a team that is 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 new with some new faces and some injuries that you guys have suffered. How about in that game? Uh, Steel Chapman finishing with 11 points, but he had seven assists and three steals. I know the turnovers, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the five turnovers, but he's a point guard. He's he's going to naturally have more turnovers than the rest of them, but that's a complete game effort there from Steele Chapman. I know he doesn't need to be a scorer. When he is a scorer, obviously things really open up a little bit more, but he's really about controlling the game and being a good defender, so... What you see from him in that game against Evangel?
1: Yeah, he was playing really hard, and he wanted to win that game, and especially in that first half. But in the second half, too, you know, he just – if we can get Steele to, to um, you know, turn the ball over. He had a couple where, he you know, he threw the ball ahead and Al was running up the court and hit him in the back. And there were just some, some mistakes that were unforced. But, I mean, you know, when he's playing like that, seven assists – um, he only shot seven shots, I think, and, and was able to score. So he's going to help us because he is a plus defender, especially on the ball. So when he's playing that hard and rebounding, he makes a, an impact for us positively.
0: Phil McClintock, our guest here on the Friends Basketball Show. He is the Friends Benz basketball coach, and they will be in action this week at McPherson coming up tomorrow and then a game against Bethany coming up on Saturday. Latest game was an overtime game against Kansas Wesleyan this past weekend. Coyotes get the win 86-76, to but a, a chance to win the game, jump ahead, and K.J. Spiller at the line goes 1-2, tying the game at 71, and then you guys go into overtime And in Kansas Wesleyan, got a couple big shots. Easton Hunter made a, a key three, and the Coyotes were able to, to win that basketball game, another tough competitive game against Kansas Wesleyan. But in the first go-around, up in Salina, you guys were within five, mm-hmm. with about five, four minutes to go. And then Alex Little John goes on a run by himself, and a five-point game becomes a 19-point loss. This time around, I think that was one thing I kept noting on the broadcast was, hey, this is what happened last time. Let's see if things have changed, and certainly things did change. You guys had your moments to get that win outright. I know you're still not honing in on moral victories. A loss is still a loss. I understand that. But to be, once again, this close with the NAIA tournament team from last year and a team that's in position to make the national tournament again this year, to be that competitive, I'm sure another sign of of good things to come. What stood out to you this past weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean, we were able to put 40 minutes of basketball together. So in that first half, you know, we watched watched mostly the first half. We watched a little bit of the second half too. But um, we could have been better that first half, I really think so, on both ends. And we started off a little bit slow and weren't really doing team things as much. But luckily, you know, we got on eight in that first half and we were able to make a run and we were able to start making plays and playing with confidence. And then we were able to carry that into the second half. And I think that was the best execution we've had on both ends sticking with the game plan on defense, executing, and then offensively we were able to get the looks that we wanted to get. Um, and so, you know, unfortunately, if we put 40 minutes together, that wasn't enough because you're tied with a, a team that's receiving votes and, you know, two returning All-Americans and – um And so and we weren't able to, you know, in that overtime, we just didn't have enough juice. We had a couple couple weird things not go our way. And then once you're down to a team like that by six or, or seven with those leaders and those, you know, guys that are returning, it's hard to come back. So I was overall proud of our team and the effort they gave. And, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of other coaches and people tell me that, you know, hey – you thought you guys had it. You guys looked really good, which to me, okay, we didn't win the game. So, um, <laughs> but I'm like, I appreciate it again, man. So I mean, I appreciate everybody sticking with us because we're we show signs and we're you know our guys. We had a great practice yesterday. I mean, and so and have lost four in a row. Just a brutal stretch in our in our league, and that's what happens in our league, you know, because the teams are good. So I keep telling them, hey, if you guys stick with it, I promise we're gonna have some success. And I believe we'll win some games here down the stretch. So, and you never know until you actually do it. But um, you know, I appreciate everybody sticking with us. And I know it's not easy and not always pretty. But our guys, you know, that that was an impressive game for me. And um, and I know a lot of the people feel the same way.
0: Yeah. Well, I I came away super impressed with with it all because again, you guys battled incredibly hard. You guys were able to pull down a, a, a quite a bit of rebounds in the game. I mean, you guys pulled down 14 offensive rebounds. You guys finished with 12 turnovers, but it didn't seem like there were you know, a ton, I think, in the first half. You guys really controlled the ball exceptionally well, and K.J., the guy was perfect in the first half, a perfect 7-for-7, seven seven, I think, in the first half. Ends up with 24 points and 6 assists. I, I know at the line, he, he wants that one free throw back, and if there's one thing I you know about K.J., he, t- he puts a lot on his shoulders and mm-hmm. takes a lot of responsibility for some losses, but... I can't get over just how well K.J. Spiller played. And, you know, keep in mind of what he's going up against. As much as we talk about Alex Littlejohn and how good that – as he is as an offensive player, he's exceptionally good as a as a defender. And for K.J. to have that type of performance, that had to have been a pretty nice thing to see, a career-high 24 on Saturday.
1: It was good, yeah. He was upset in the locker room after, and I nipped that in the bud pretty pretty quick. Like, we would never have been there if he didn't go, you know, have 26 points. So, that's not – we're not going to do that. So And he, he got over pretty quick. Um, but, you know, I mean, you got guys making plays. Um, I think he needs to probably shoot more, and we need to feed him more as a team. You know, I mean, he, he needs to be shooting – you know, the top players in our league are shooting 15 to 18 shots a game. Okay, well, how can we get KJ more – more shots and we try to. So, um, but Tim, Tim Barbary in that game, I hadn't yeah. seen him play this year like that. And um, we, we were running, running plays for him. Like, Hey, how do we get Tim the ball? Cause mm-hmm. he's, he was playing like a man. Um, and we need that from him, you know, from, from all of our bigs, Al was crashing the boards. And you know, that was a great rebounding team and, and they're athletic and they're tough and we out rebounded by I think twelve. Mm-hmm. And so the recipe for success for us the rest of the year is we gotta get tougher. We gotta get more physical and we were that game. I don't know that we were more physical than them, but we matched their physicality. And to do that against K dub and a good team like that is is was, was encouraging.
0: Well you brought up Tim Barberry from Abilene, nineteen points, twelve rebounds, a senior that had that type of performance. He His role shifted a little bit, going from a starter to being a guy coming off the bench, but didn't let that impact him in the game on Saturday. And Coach, something that you've been kind of riding with, you look at guys and look at different rotations. At times when it's really when you go with a too big lineup with Steve and, and Tim, it really looks quite good. There are times I'm like, Man, like you kind of have a big on big doing a little screen around the rim, a little curl, and Tim does a pretty good job at finishing there. So I've been seeing some success on that front. It's helped us rebounding wise,
1: and I think maybe a little bit defensively. We've been kind of working on some stuff defensively. We've been getting cross match. We're playing some smaller guards, mm-hmm. so trying to keep our matchups to where we have bigs, you know, guarding bigs. And so, and then working on some things offensively. I mean, you know, I like to spread it out, and I like people, you know, bigs being on the perimeter too, but we're trying to get our bigs a little closer to the basket, maybe help rebounding-wise. And so you can play those big lineups when you're playing a too-big offense, you know, so we're, we're trying to coach them up and do some different things yeah. that – um that might help, and I know going into the future years, I think we figured out some things that will will help to where we can do that as well. So, But we still have a lot of year left, and um, I, I like the trajectory we're going in, even though the, win, the the wins and losses might not seem that way right away. So,
0: mm-hmm. Well, tiny little wrinkles, always a nice little thing to add because here we are. I always call it the turn because now you're taking on teams for the second time on balanced schedule. You're not going to play everyone for a second time, but you are facing teams for a second time. As a coach who's been in this conference for a while and being used to that, what's different now? Now that we're here in the turn, if you will, after what we saw compared to the first half of the season.
1: Well, there's a lot of different, a um, lot of differences. It depends on where your season's going. Um, you know, usually what we've done at Ottawa and what I do believe is the first time around, you try to play your style, see how it goes, and if you need to make adjustments, like drastic, you know, drastic changes, you do that in the second time around um it's a little different probably for me which we have made a ch- we've made changes um but i mean this being my first year we're definitely not going to abandon what we do and so it's not like we're going to I mean, I don't want to, you know, leak my information to run a ton of zones <laughs> and do anything crazy because we got to get these dudes to to trust our stuff and to get better at our stuff. So it's a little different in my situation, I feel like. So, but it is it, – I mean, we've seen all these guys and our scouts, I feel like, get easier just because our players are familiar now and we know what they're going to run. And, you know, when you're playing good teams, they usually don't change much. There will be a few sets, but, I mean – you know, we have a McPherson coming up next, and they're running the, the same stuff because they're having a good year. And so um, it's, it's just, it's you know, you just, I think the f- familiarity is something that, you know, is a bi- the biggest change for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Phil McClintock, headman's basketball coach at Friends University here on the Friends Basketball Show. This week you take on both schools from McPherson County. You knocked out McPherson inside the Garvey Center. You're able to do that after trailing 18-0. So you know if you get in a hole, you're able to come back. But Mac, though, TJ really hasn't played extremely hard. Colin Store is, is probably in the running to be KCAC Newcomer of the Year. At least he should be because, man, he's having a fantastic season. And then, you, of course, you throw out the other pieces that they have. And Antonio Watson, Jerome May- uh, Mabry still there. I mean, they got some different pieces that are – off And they're so big. Uh they're they're incredibly big with what they were able to do too with what they got at, at the at the five spot. So your thoughts on McPherson, the, the game coming up tomorrow. Yeah, they're
1: good. Um and T J you know, he's he's coached similar since he's been a head coach. Um this year I think those guys are just so physical. Like and like you said, he's he's always got bigger guys. Mm-hmm. Um but he has the experience at the guard spot, and he has some shooting at the guard spot to go along with size and strength. And so we're gonna have to get physical. We're gonna have to to rebound. We're gonna have to you know throw the ball inside and match their physicality. So. Yeah.
0: Well, then after that you take on Bethany on Saturday, and for you guys it's a little bit of a revenge game. You drop one on the road up inside Han Gymnasium. Uh, I, I know Bethany this year. It's been a little bit up and down for for the Swedes under. Uh, a brand new head coach who's still trying to figure some stuff out. I'm sure they've they've kind of gone through some some injuries, just like everyone else has. What do you see from Bethany when they come to town on Saturday?
1: Yeah, we I mean we haven't seen them a ton. You know, we follow certain teams, so like when you when you're doing you know scouts and stuff like that, you you know we haven't seen Bethany as much. I know they're mixing it up, running some zones. They'll they'll give us a different look than definitely a much different look than what they gave us last time. Um, I felt like we just didn't didn't really play our game when we were down there in, in Lindsborg, So I'm looking forward to seeing them again and seeing them at home. So, yeah, for sure. All right, coach, thank you so
0: much for your time. Best of luck. Okay, thank you very much. Phil McClintock, Kevin's basketball coach at Friends University, here on the latest edition of the Friends Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita many 2.3 FM. The Falcons, they've dropped four in a row against four really good teams. Now they take on another good team coming up tomorrow. Up inside the McPherson Sports Center, the Bulldogs and the Falcons. The tip-off time's at 8 for the men, 6 o'clock for the women. Women have won, what, seven in a row now, which they're playing exceptionally well, and they're hoping to keep things rolling. And then on Saturday, the Falcons, they come back to the Garvey Center. 5 o'clock is when uh, coverage really begins on Cox 122 in the KCAC Network. Bethany and friends, the women playing at 5 and the men to follow at 7 o'clock. We had a great atmosphere this past weekend. We'll love to see a very similar atmosphere coming up this weekend against the Bethany Swedes. Coming out to the Garvey Center and have some fun and make the gym incredibly loud. Well, that does it for us here today for Walk-On Sports Bistro, on Mays Road, TVs everywhere. No matter where you sit, you're going to see what you want to see. Conference Championship Action in the National Football League this past weekend. I'm sure you're looking at college basketball and thinking, hey, I want to go catch multiple games at once. Well, you certainly can. This is where you could do it. You can do it right here at Walk-On Sports Bistro. And they have that wonderful food with that southern twist that we all love. Delicious food, great vibes out here at Walk-On Sports Bistro. And we thank them for their support of Friends University Athletics. On behalf of Phil McClintock, I'm Pat Strautman saying so long from Walk-On Sports Bistro. Thanks for watching and listening to another edition of the Friends Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.